Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party podcast, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, man, how's it going? It's going really well. I think this is a fun topic that is probably one of the most applicable episodes we've done to date in terms of how many players may be interested. The fact that we've been asked for this for a long time and uh, it's coming now Maybe a little bit our fault, but today we are mastering Wraith, the long-awaited legend for the Mastering the Legend segment, the last OG legend. Isn't that kind of crazy to think about, the last OG legend that we'll be mastering? Yeah, man, we've been doing Mastering the Legends for a long, long time. Hopefully, people have liked the segment. It will, of course, continue with new legends, but kind of sad that it's taken us a long time, but we're finally through. Yeah, we will be, I think the plan is to remaster some of them mm-hmm. as they, you know, Lifeline, for instance, is one very big rework since we talked about her. So I, I, the segment is not going away. We'll always have new legends and there's always going to be balancing changes, we think. Um, and so hopefully that'll be able to continue. But before we talk about Mastering Wraith, uh, we want to make sure you join our Discord to chat Apex, find teammates and receive third party updates. Link to join is in the description. If you enjoy the third party podcast and want even more, we would love to have your support over on Patreon. Over there, you can get a ton of great benefits ad free listening, replica weapons signed by us, gaming sessions, monthly episodes with us, whole library of bonus content. It's quite the package. So check it out if you haven't already, and we'd love to have your support there. Patreon's gotten mad at us for how much we give away over there. So uh, we're going we're gonna to keep doing it because we love all y'all. It's great. Let's do it. Let's dive into Mastering the Legends Wraith Edition. And let's talk about Wraith, a legend that has been one we have had on this docket for a while. You know, she's been with us since the beginning of the games, as we mentioned, and is probably the most popular legend in the history of Apex Legends. She's been on this interesting journey of upper tier domination from being 100% picked in the ALGS having this stint where people said she sucked but was still top three in pick rate and this fan favorite healthily i think ish maybe we can discuss that later sits third in pick rate currently and has essentially never dropped below third uh at all amidst nerfs reworks hitbox changes low profile she's been through a lot um wraith is just a great legend she was a huge part of the lore being established in apex she was a senior science pilot. She was kind of that first strong connection. We saw the Titanfall. And so as fans of that series, we were super interested in her. And got to give a little shout out to Wraith's voice actress, Chantel Vance, Van Santen. I don't know how to say the last name. She plays Julie Swagger and one of Henry and I's favorite shows of all time. Shooter could recommend it for sure. Um, but we really thought that was super interesting when we were looking at Apex for the first time. We we're like, wait, this lady's voice sounds familiar. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty fun to draw that connection. And she's definitely one of the more top voice actors uh, on the game. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. And you can notice that she's probably more expensive uh, than some of the others because Wraith's always kind of the last one to get those seasonal hop-up voice lines Mm -hmm. or new features like that. Um, The big thing that draws everyone's attention to Wraith is the fact that she's so popular 
You know, mm-hmm. outside of new legend fluctuations, he's been holding down the number two spot for four seasons now. And before that, it was number one. Mm-hmm. But she's so popular, but she's also so powerful. You know, mm-hmm. top players, man, Wraith have for the longest time. And so to have both popularity and power definitely puts her at the front of everybody's mind. And for a long time, the majority of our legend balance discussion revolved around Wraith. Is mm-hmm. she okay? She kind of dominates, you know, and so we'll break down what those abilities are and maybe how they've changed over time. Yeah, it, it's so interesting because even now we're finally getting a non-Wraith pro meta lately, you know, with mm-hmm. this resurgence of Octane over the last couple seasons, like she's no longer this 100% top tier pick great legend, but she's still holding popularity in Pred Lobby. She's still holding popularity in the general public and all these pros will still occasionally just say, oh, I'm going to play Wraith. Like Hal just flipped onto Wraith the other day and they won a game in the ALGS because of it. Like that's just kind of crazy that like, like you said, all these top tier players have been on Wraith since the beginning. Yeah. The journey has just been crazy in terms of the balancing from mm-hmm. hitbox to cooldown to quote unquote reworks without actually changing the ability, but really almost tearing down the tactical and the ultimate completely Mm -hmm. and building them back up in slightly different ways is pretty interesting stuff. So quite the kit, quite the impact on Apex as a whole, and definitely something that's worth mastering if you play this game. No doubt about it. And uh, my only heirloom, last final fun fun thought, don't have it on PC anymore, so that's pretty dang sad, but uh, someday when we get cross-progression... But let's dive into it. We're going to start with the passive like we always do. We go through each ability, give you some tips, kind of the overview of the functions of the abilities, and maybe we'll spitball a little bit about it. A lot of this discussion today is going to circle around the tactical. So let's get through the passive. We got voices from the void. So a voice warns you when danger approaches. As far as you can tell, it's on your side. So players will hear this audible voice warning the player of something around, nearby, or a threat under a couple circumstances. One, an enemy is taking aim. Two, an enemy is taking a sniper, or an enemy with a sniper rifle is taking aim. I think it's funny that there is a discrepancy between the two, but the voice line is actually different between the two, so that's kind of important to note. There's traps nearby, there are many enemies nearby, and many people have died nearby. Those are kind of the cues that will trigger the passive And then you're also prompted to share that information with your squad mates on screen once those warnings do come in. So in terms of some tips and just knowledge on how to use this, you got to communicate with this information vocally if possible. And we'll say that about everyone, but I think it really rings true with Wraith because I see so many players, including myself, for a long time stopping to move, to press the D-pad, to share information which stopping your movement is not the best idea when someone is aiming at you and that could cause you to you know take some extra bullets so please try and communicate that through voice chat if possible then use the information while you can but just understand that the caveat is it's not it's this is not a foolproof ability it's not 100% successful you know you will be shot before you hear the voices sometimes or you'll hear trap warnings as the traps expire. Like this is one of those passives where I think you kind of hear about it and think about what it's going to be. And you're like, oh my goodness, that is so powerful. And then in practice, it's not always really high frustration, I think, from Wraith players in that way. Um, 
But in general, I think the best use for me has been warning teammates that were being aimed at. That's, I think, the key one to try and, you know, go find cover or head to a building proactively before shots are fired rather than having to react once fire has been taken by your team. So key in on that warning, I think most importantly, and sharing that with your team. But most importantly, with this passive, just don't be frustrated if you do not hear these voices before something happens to you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it. this is, in our opinion, when we think about passive, it's one of the weaker ones, mm-hmm. you know, being honest, you know, it doesn't give you a whole lot of information, you know, it'd be a heck of a lot better if it gave you like an indicator, which direction yeah. the enemies mm-hmm. are or something like that. Um, but really, this turns out to be in game, you're at the front, you're Wraith, you have the ability to kind of get out of there if it's bad and mm-hmm. maybe you know if there's enemies in a location before you see them. Yeah. I personally think that I think the more strength in this passive comes down to countering caustic. That being mm-hmm. able to see the gas trap canisters um, or be able to be notified of mm-hmm. them before you can see them it's kind of a strength. And sometimes mm-hmm. these lobbies, you can find yourself in one of those caustic games where it's pretty nice to not have to pop that syringe and maybe slow mm-hmm. down entirely and you can just shoot the barrel. So I, I think that's quite the strength for this passive, but talk about a niche, niche strength in terms of one third of a legend's kit. Yeah. And and another thing that kind of like you are prompted to share the information, but something we're going to talk about is that a lot of Wraith's power is located to herself. And this is a very central to Wraith ability if you do not share that information, which is why that's important. I, I do wish like I think one of the cool things that I wish this ability had would be like warning you of what enemies are nearby, like you know, warning gibraltar near you or something like if the voices could tell you that because i think that's like because then even if you get kind of the bug or the situation where someone just shoots and aims at you so fast that you don't hear the voices if you still got to know hey that's who shot you i think that's cool information you could share with the team and potentially uh just a little bit of power that wouldn't be anything overwhelming i would say totally now let's go let's now let's talk about the tactical This opens a really fun question and a discussion around why Wraith has truly remained the queen of Apex since release. Is invincibility overpowered? Okay, that's kind of the question that we're leading into. And we'll talk about this ability, the tips and stuff, and then we're kind of going to wrap up by talking about that concept of invincibility. Do you have any precursors you want to say, though, before we dive into the ability itself? It's certainly something that we've been thinking about a lot and one that we've talked to developers about a lot. This is really the question when it comes Mm -hmm. down to legend balance. Is this something that belongs in the game? Is it something that you can control in the game? Um, But just like you said, is it overpowered? Yes or no. I think after we talk about the specifics of this ability, we'll we'll dive into it. So into the void is the name of the tactical Uh, reposition quickly through the safety of void space, avoiding all damage. It's on a 25 second cooldown. Uh, But if you listen to one of our recent episodes, this ability has a true cooldown of 31 seconds. Henry, for the listeners that or viewers now that did not listen or hear that last episode, break down what true cooldown is for the folks out there again. Yeah, the true cooldown is the time in which an ability is not active after being used. So effectively, how often can you use it? 
is what the true cooldown is, not just maybe what the sticker price is. Mm -hmm. And some legends are affected positively and versus negatively from this. Wraith is one that falls into the negative side on both the tactical and the ultimate, which is why we're talking about it today. So a little bit of an overview on this ability. Your animation for activating the tactical is split into two parts for a total time of one and a quarter seconds. One second is called the focusing time. And that's when you kind of prepare to phase, you're focusing essentially. And then you got 0.25 seconds to activate the ability itself and get into phase. The animation for focusing also doesn't exist when this is paired with the portal, something we'll talk about later when we talk ult. Once activated though, Wraith enters the void for four seconds. And while in the void, the screen turns grayscale, players become invulnerable, you gain a 30% speed boost, and you're still able to see enemies, which is kind of a nice little bonus. There's a brief delay when entering and exiting the void during which Wraith is unable to perform any other action, bringing your gun up, throwing nades, all that kind of stuff. And your movement is also slowed by 20% unless the ultimate is active once again. So while in the void, Wraith is also unable to interact with some objects in the world, which is important to note, uh, including doors and objects abilities or things placed by abilities uh, but you can still use zip lines and that's always the fun one i think we've always seen people you know go to use wraith and you're like i don't know if i can use a zip line or not you can i know that was something <laughs> yep. i've had to teach a lot of people that have come to the game for the first time and they've played wraith uh, and then an important thing to note about this ability is that other people can see that wispy blue trail uh, kind of showing where you're going while you're still in the void. So while you're in the void, you're not invisible as well. People will know where you're headed uh, and be able to follow you if they want to. So for some tips. So the first thing that's most important is the moment of activation. That's going to be key to maximizing this ability. Use it when you're potentially caught out in the open and want to get back into cover but try to use this ability. And I'm gonna say use this ability aggressively, but by saying that, I don't mean run straight at someone while you're in phase, but rather if you engage an opponent and do not feel comfortable in your current position or you're wide out in the open, you know you're wide out in the open, you hear your passive activate, that's maybe someone's looking to snipe at you, you can still use this ability proactively while you have a good amount of health as a strong mm -hmm. repositioning tool. And that's one of those big separators between I think the strongest race and people that are new to the game. Jenks actually said that in a video a while back and I, that's kind of stuck with me and been on the docket for us to talk about since then. I also wanna say this ability is just not effective to instigate fights just because of that weapon delay. When you come out of phase, it's gonna leave you super vulnerable and prone to not shooting first. And we know that's a serious recipe for not having success in Apex Legends. Being slowed by your own ability and not being able to shoot immediately, that's gonna end up in a lot of deaths. Please don't try to be the hero that goes through all the caustic gas and says you're gonna take them out 1v1 when they're in the building. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't really work as that charge that maybe it used to be or maybe you thought it was. Like, yes, you're safe, but honestly, this doesn't actually make you faster. This isn't mm -hmm. a dash. And that's something that is maybe new uh, to some players, but this ability doesn't really give you that speed boost. It's more of, all right, you're safe, but you do have to prepare for it. And phasing into an enemy, kind of scary. Well, you do get a speed boost. You get a 30% speed but, boost, but you're slowed on the front end and the back end. And so it really doesn't, feel like it in practice essentially i think is just just making sure that i was clear with everyone yeah, that's listening but 
it's important to like point out does the speed boost matter mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. once yes, you're in you're phase, covering a little bit more ground exactly. but nobody can hurt you so it, it if you're not actually moving faster mm-hmm. closing the gap like you can test this by running next to a phasing wraith and there is not a significant difference mm-hmm. so even though on paper there's this 30 percent speed boost is it real mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. the question with the front end and back end essentially this is a strong repositioning tool like mid combat being proactive and trying to find those angles to maximize a fight that maybe you wouldn't have been able to reach as any other character and there's not a ton of situations where that comes into play but it is something you need to keep your eye out and that kind of comes down to the next tip which is understanding the positioning of your teammates if your teammates are both down and you activate this tactical to try and escape as your get out of jail free card, I'm telling you right now, odds are you will be chased down and killed. So if that's the case, your teammates are down, you may just be better off trying to capitalize on the damage they did that your teammates dealt rather than trying to be the wraith that escaped and snuck away. You're just going to get tracked down way too often. I, I don't want you to get me wrong, though. This is the closest thing there is in the game to a get out of jail free card. You're invincible. You know, we're going to talk about that all again in a second. It can cover up mistakes and allow Wraith players to play a bit more aggressively in terms of being that aggro first person and fighter. Just know where your teammates are so you're not that teammate that phases as far away as possible and leaves your teammates in a two on three situation. It's, I think, something that really frustrates a lot of people that play with a random Wraith is, hey, all of a sudden we had a three on three we were taking. Okay, now we're in a two on three. And that's pretty frustrating. So if you are using this ability with the mind of like, hey, I'm going to get out ahead and then I'm going to use it to retreat, make sure you're retreating to your teammates and try to activate this before you're taking significant damage. That's really important. Next tip. Oh, feel free. Yeah. If you have some thoughts to throw on on that. Strategic with it Mm -hmm. is crucial. I mean, it's such a powerful ability, but if you're using it once you get scared, that's really scary because like Mm -hmm. you said- you don't want to abandon your team no matter what. And mm-hmm. this idea of, all right, the classic rat wraith is going to, after the fight went to heck, is going to use the tactical to get out of there. Really? That's not what the strength is here. And because mm-hmm. of the trail, you're completely exposed and they're just going to be able to easily track you. The truth is pathfinder is probably going to be way better at for kind sure of dipping out mm-hmm. really fast and not being able to be detected as much as rate yeah i think that's a, that's a really good point to bring up uh in terms of another tip when you're activating this ability move like a mad person you know this ability slows you down when you activate it so if you do this in the open which is something we're essentially saying you should do if you catch yourself in a sticky situation in the open activate this ability to try and avoid taking some damage do whatever is possible to make your hitbox harder to hit jump up and down crouch spam your mnk folks out there give them the 360 spins with your super high sensitivity anything that you know essentially makes you feel matrix like you're dodging bullets it's i think one of the most fun things to watch in the algs is whenever someone goes to activate their q just going mad and mad like a psycho but those are the best players doing that for a reason because any little thing can help. On top of that, 
keep that movement going once you activate the ability. Not the same crazy pointless movement, but just because the fact that you can still be spotted while you're moving through the map and then that you're slowed on the exit, it's important you don't just move in a straight line. you got to run from cover to cover so to make sure you're safe once you come out of the phase, take interesting angles, move through buildings, take zip lines, try to be unpredictable and really escape if that's the goal of it. Um, and I think that's something important to kind of note is that you are going to be using this in a very non-traditional sense to use it at its highest ability. And mm -hmm. that's something I think you're going to have to get into your head. Mm -hmm. The idea of movement and hyper-awareness while using the tactical and being in the void is crucial. And to reiterate, you said at the beginning, you can see enemies in yeah. a way while mm -hmm. in the void where you're in this alternate dimension, but you can still see enemies clearly in their outline and you're kind of just this wispy trail yeah. Use that to your advantage and you have the four seconds to kind of make that choice. But this is a difficult tactical to use in my mm -hmm. eyes. And what makes it different than other quasi-mobility tacticals is the fact that it's a fixed duration that you can't cancel the tactical early. Yeah. You know, you can't mm -hmm. extend it. It's four seconds that you're in phase and you got to move and figure it out in that time. So mapping out in your head how far you can go, what corners you can get around is really crucial to get between covers or to get from high ground to low ground, floor mm -hmm. to floor when you're in urban fights. Yeah, I think that's very well said. But let's talk about that invincibility like we kind of talked about. She's been at the top so long of this just meta of Apex Legends. Is this ability the reason? That's probably it. That's what everybody talks about. The tactical is the identity of Wraith. I think the portal's important too, and we're going to talk about it here soon. But for the most part, we're talking about the tactical and we talk about Wraith. What do you think? OP? Overpowered? Is it fair currently? And she's been on such a journey with it that I think it's quite interesting to look at in this sense. The first thing to say is that, well, shameless plug, I'm wearing the third party Patreon merch that has Wraith's face on it. So exclusive merch item for the patrons. Got to shout it out. She's sure. a staple of the game. And mm -hmm. when you think about fairness, well, if you are fighting a wraith and you crack her shields and then she phases out of there and is able to get the bat off, man, there's nothing really you can do other than yeah. follow as fast as possible. And that's risky because mm -hmm. especially if that wraith is kind of out front, you do feel like even today, that's kind of a, a get out of a sticky situation where- mm -hmm. It's difficult to counter, I would say. I mean, you when it's visible, used at it, but yeah, when it's used at its best, they're invincible and hopefully leading you to their teammates. Like, mm -hmm. so it, it's a hard counter unless we kind of talked about that situation where a lot of people use it, where the teammates are down and you're just chasing the wraith that's by themselves. That's an easy counter when the wraith, the last person up, yeah. you know, and honestly, is it fair? Can it be frustrating? Yeah. Like when you do a lot of damage, then that Wraith slips away behind cover with mm -hmm. her team. That's too bad because it feels like you missed an opportunity. If it was mm -hmm. any other legend, maybe you'd get the knock. There are other abilities that can make you feel like that, like a Gibraltar tactical. Totally. Um, but I think that the reason that this isn't a huge deal is, yes, it, it does kind of err on the side of a death totem where you can go in hard, kind mm -hmm. of risk it, try to do a lot of damage with a wingman or a peacekeeper. And then if things don't go well, 
you can get out of there and have another go. Does that matter? You know, on the opposing side, if I'm holding my ground, if I'm doing my damage, and if I fend them off from being crazy, that's fine. We both mm-hmm. get to reset. You know, there's not really anything gained or lost other than crazy Wraith came at you very aggressive mm-hmm. and failed. If I they think were successful, would you be mad about the tactical? Because that's a play style choice. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's really interesting because like that use you're talking about right there that probably plays into some of her identity, like the go in, really fire off those shots, take advantage, and then dip out. That's something that is only felt in pain if a top player is using the character. You know, mm-hmm. if you're just a you know very average middle of the road player, you're not going to be able to knock a person in a one on three, knock two people in a one on three or something, and take these three on ones essentially or isolated one v twos confidently. But these top tier players, that's more in their play style. And those top tier players in Apex Legends are sometimes playing Wraith and they're streaming a lot. And that's, I think it's, you see a little bit of the trickle down effect with her over time where it's like, oh my goodness, it's so cool when you watch like Asu play Wraith at this crazy level essentially. And she's just never seemed to drop below and low tier pick rate, maybe in part because of that. Not saying that is the only reason. There's a lot of reasons that just could be one. And you you bring up this idea of that really good player playing Wraith and able to have that ceiling of wow you're going in really aggressive you're hitting all these like high risk high reward shots wraith makes the most sense for that her strength is that you're safe if you hit Mm -hmm. one button we compare it to any other mobility it isn't like that loba you have to aim and wait Mm -hmm. pathfinder you need to arc in the air you know you have to do all these different things when you're not safe like valk Mm -hmm. can't just press a button and be safe after going in and getting the knock so it's yeah. able to do that hit and run tactic which is really really good when you're trying mm-hmm. to do those almost shock attacks where you're going in trying to get one knock and then the other two can come in and kind of cover your retreat yeah what do you think in terms of the she's been at the top so long should she not be at the top should she be nerfed at all can she be nerfed anymore obviously the tactical got that huge change to it uh back when the crypto town takeover was introduced should we punish it more at all? Do we want to shift the meta in that yeah. way? I'd love to hear your thoughts. I have some opinions. It's such a crucial time to be having this conversation because Ash is the first major competitor to race mm-hmm. kit, honestly. A lot of people are drawing more connections with the Octane meta, but really that three is at the top of Apex. It's mm-hmm. the biggest thing uh, to talk about. And honestly... I think that Wraith's in a fine spot. I think that just the idea of invincibility is very, very strong. Is it overpowered? Not really, because like I said before, there's things you gain and lose. And if you're going in saying you're going to go crazy, play really aggressive, and Mm -hmm. you run into two people and you can't get the tactical off, you lost. And that Mm -hmm. comes down to even though Wraith has this invincibility packed into Mm -hmm. that tactical, it can be countered. It is mm-hmm. difficult to use. You are still taking a significant risk, but when it works, it really works well. And I think that's what people are addicted to when playing Wraith. Totally. I mean, it's not what it once was at like the tippity tippity top of Wraith's peak of just kind of like 
this obscene invincibility tactical. So she's come a long way, and I don't think she needs to go any further down unless... If we do, I think you run the risk of a seer-style thing happening, where it's like, to decrease this legend, you have to take away so much that there's no point. Then the character starts to lose identity, and like we said, she's a staple of Apex. She's everywhere in lore, merch, the cover... The cosplay of Wraith is everywhere. Like, that's not the type of popularity or legend you ever change, especially when, like you're saying, you don't really need to. She's not this overpowered 100% pick rate in ALGS, 100%. You have to have a Wraith on your team and ranked to win. She's just a legend that people like to play, essentially. So, yeah. And, you know, I'm coming from this perspective that playing Wraith is an addiction. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, addictions are not the greatest thing. You know, <laughs> I personally think that playing Wraith is not very fun. Like, if you were to line up Wraith with all the other mobility legends, Octane, Valk, totally. Pathfinder, I would choose any one over Wraith for a variety of reasons. And mm-hmm. the biggest one being that there's just so much more to offer. I feel like Wraith's kit is so focused in on doing one thing in one part of the game that early game she doesn't have a lot of utility mid fight you may not even use the tactical you know Mm -hmm. where you'd probably use other things from other legends and so that kind of hurts and -hmm. then i like to think of utility what kind of tools do you have and how can that give things to your team and give you the team utility to give you the edge if i'm being nice wraith can absolutely win games with the combination of the tactical and the ultimate repositioning at a crucial time. The difficulty of that is extreme. The application of her abilities are honestly not there. And if you played any other legend, it's of my opinion that you'd get more out of the abilities. Mm -hmm. And so even though the tactical is quite strong and in one situation, you can get yourself saved. I'm of the school of thought that you could gain more before things mm-hmm. hit the fan mm-hmm. if you played other legends and get just more team utility and i do think that's a reason some people do play her and think she is mm-hmm. fun though like the fact that in a gun game you're not as focused on the abilities potentially sometimes that is a pro in of itself in a way it's also a con but i think there's definitely different perspectives you can take on that which plays into her popularity per se and then the last thing I'll mention in terms of talking popularity, you know, I mentioned I have the Wraith heirloom. I got that because I played Wraith when she was kind of at the peak and Henry and I were grinding ranked and we felt like, hey, we had to play a Wraith with a Watson on King's Canyon to win. And I just happened to get lucky with my shards then. I was playing her all the time, so I got it. It's interesting. Wraith is probably a lot of OG players' first heirloom. She was the first heirloom to be introduced into the game. And because of that, she's going to have some popularity. Once you get an heirloom, you really want to continue to play with that legend, no matter what happens. And so I do think that's important. I wonder if there is anywhere a breakdown of like what legend has bought the most heirlooms, but I would, I would garner that she might be towards the top of that list if so. <laughs> I think she's certainly at the top in terms mm-hmm. of heirloom ownership. And it's also a huge advantage that she is in the original pack of legends. You know, totally. That means she's mm-hmm. the most accessible. When you're a day one player, you're going to have access to her. You already know she's powerful. 
it definitely leads you to play Wraith and get used to that kit. And like you said, kind of having a streamlined kit is approachable and mm-hmm. easy, but I think there's more out there. There's more fun to be had. There's mm-hmm. more power to be had. And the truth is, to me, Wraith is probably the most selfish legend. You know, she's able to remove herself from the fight. She's going to play kind of crazy. And because of that, and that's too bad, you know, mm-hmm. invincibility, very strong, but that is concentrated in one person. You know, it, it's kind of like a smoke, but can't be as ca- countered with a digi or a bloodhound. Mm-hmm. But it's just you. It's not versatile. You're not going to be using it to attack. You're not going to be using it to rotate. You're not going to mm-hmm. be using it to heal. You're going to be using it to get out of trouble. And I like to not get in trouble. Yeah. The the best wraiths are helping their team by using their guns. And that's that's a strength and a weakness yeah. in of itself. So I totally think what you're saying is is very fair. And I think to summarize that little point and that kind of discussion on the tack, I think we're both in the camp that she is not an OP legend right now that is ruining and dominating the game for people that I think someone might assume that is new to Apex. It's been like, wait, Ray's been the most popular legend for 11 seasons? Like, what is going on? <laughs> Same is pretty crazy. The, the only, like, we think about this all the time. And it's been so long that mm-hmm. the only conclusion that I have is that it's an addiction pretty much. I think people <laughs> are just fixed in playing Wraith. And she's not as powerful as they might think, but I I don't think she needs to be nerfed. I don't think she's oppressive. I don't think she's mm-hmm. overpowered. She can be fun for many, but I don't think she's the end all be all. And so I don't think we'll see any, you know, crazy balancing changes. And mm-hmm. in the past, developers have really honed in on making sure that she wasn't as strong, mm-hmm. but it seems on the competitive side, things have kind of matured and mm-hmm. filtered out. And in the public opinion, I don't think she harms Apex in any way. For sure. Let's talk about some of that team utility in the ultimate and where some of that power is after a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Let's talk about the ultimate now, the dimensional rift. You link two locations with portals for 60 seconds, allowing anyone to use them a 210 second cooldown or three and a half minutes. Talk to me about the true cooldown of this ability though, because I think it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the true cooldown is 270 seconds because Mm -hmm. the cooldown only starts after the portal has closed and it has Mm -hmm. a minute duration. So when you can actually pop the portal is a lot longer than Mm -hmm. maybe you were initially thinking. Yeah, from when you activate it to when you get to use it again, it's a very, very long time. Let's talk about this ability, a little overview. So you place one portal, one end of the portal, wherever you start the activation, you run to your other location, you place the other end, you can cut it off early if you want to, or you can use the entire distance. Players then get to pass through the portal to take that same path. Uh, You move at five times the speed through the void that you would otherwise move, and you can be used either direction, back and forth, which is important to note nowadays when we have the ash comparison especially. So Wraith can roughly run 75 meters before placing the other end of the portal. You do have your Rift energy shown on the top of your HUD. Uh, Upon activation, actually kind of interesting to know, this does not drain while you're just standing still. So if you use less than 4.72% of the Rift energy, 
and then place the other end of the portal, it's canceled and you get to keep your ultimate at 100% charge. So kind of important to note that, hey, if you accidentally activate this, you can get it back if you just don't move. While running to the other end, Wraith cannot use any weapons, items, map features, but she does receive a 25% speed bonus and can skip that one second focusing time animation on her tactical, which is kind of a nice little combo and synergy. Wraith cannot use another portal or rift while placing hers. That is, she only goes past the rift without entering it, essentially, which is kind of fun. I, I think that's really cool because I didn't even intuitively think to try it. But when we talk about breaking down these legends in the mastering segment, we want to make sure we're covering everything. And then you're invulnerable when you take that void. That's the power of it. When you go from point A to point B, you are invulnerable. You leave that faint blue trail, but you're going super fast like unlike into the void so it's a little harder to follow you your portal will disappear after four seconds as well if both ends are outside the ring that was kind of an interesting change as well another one of those little tick away at her algs rate i i think particularly yeah. let's talk some tips okay so where is the power come versatility and placement Unlike some competing ults that can move the teams in other ways, Wraith is unique in that you're invulnerable when traveling through it, and you can maneuver through buildings with ease, up and down. You have a lot of flexibility on how you can get from point A to point B. This is a very strong repositioning tool to escape sticky situations with your team or try and move building to building in the late game. Pretty much unlike any other ability can, in theory, offer. There's always situations in which they can get the job done, though. Uh, make sure, though, if you are using this, it's quite risky to leave your teammates behind while you're activating the portal. So if you're trying to give them the support, to, and, aka a quick escape route, make sure you're communicating with them. So if they need that portal to be popped so they're not killed before you're done with the entire distance, you can stop and activate the portal. I think that's really something that the best wraiths do to communicate with people, especially once you get to those crazy late game situations where people really do try and make some crazy portals. You got to let your teammates know, is the other end safe or is the situation so bad on the other end that they just need to come through to get to anywhere? Next little tip, baiting with the portal. Okay, so if you're using the portal to escape solo or with your team, Enemies will tend to follow you through the portal if you're they're weak and you're pushed or in some situations they're just being super aggro. Uh, to counter this, after the portal ends, throw a, throw a nade down maybe, maybe some abilities down at the other end, and then you can really turn the fight in your direction if someone hops right out of this port and all of a sudden there's an arc star laying at their feet that's about to explode. You can make also just have to note it because it's some of the best clips out there. There's that sneaky level 100 Wraith play. You put it right on the edge of the map feature and you punch people off as they come through 1v1. I hope we got the clip rolling on the screen right now. Super hard to do, but incredibly clip worthy. Just had to be mentioned. I think the other actual, I think, important tip though in terms of using Wraith effectively is knowing that you can use the portal to move your down teammates to hopefully try and sneak them out and i think it's an important thing it's not like this 100 foolproof success she is not your reser your gibraltar is your lifeline is there something else but in a very not great situation you might be able to save a teammate that covered up and or that made a pretty pretty bad mistake if they're that far away from you in a firefight with multiple teams 
where there's the situation you might be able to get out. Okay. And then another little fun, another fun tip. I think it's a fun tip. I think some people out there may say it's a legit thing, but let's talk about the kidnapping. Okay. You kidnap an enemy from their squad. The theoretical thought is you place your portal on top of them. So temporarily sending them through their portal, separating them from their team, allowing the player and or your team to take them down super easily in an isolated fight. I think it's super hard. I think it's incredibly hard. I've probably done it less than 10 times in my apex career and actively tried to do it not that much as well very hard when it comes down to trying to predict the movement though of an enemy i would say you try and go for okay if they're going to go back and forth you have to place the portal in front or behind them and hope they run into it you can't just throw it right on top of them um but I think it is a note, a note to say that it's a legit strategy, especially if you watch ALGS that people try and do a lot is kidnap to try and pick up some KP in really intense games. Any thoughts before I move into the last tip though so far? This ability is really predicated on its agility. Mm-hmm. Having a smart wraith be able to completely adjust to the environment in order to place a perfect portal is where all the strength is of this ability. And that's really hard just Mm -hmm. because you Mm -hmm. have to have so much awareness and the placement of the portal because it's so unforgiving in terms of the cooldown Mm -hmm. is essential. And sometimes a portal can be used against you. So the stakes are very high. And we see even at the highest level of Wraith play, sometimes Mm -hmm. the portal placement is not perfect. So that's important. And it's also key to point out that over time other abilities have come in and chipped away at race kind of uniqueness you know Mm -hmm. the portal is not maybe the best at pulling back and having Mm -hmm. a down teammate get out of a situation octane is fairly good at that wraith is very good at that or ash is very good at that Mm -hmm. and the reason being is wraith has to set the portal There is Mm -hmm. that delay of having to actually place it and you have to say, all right, stay here. Well, stay here while I go set the portal. Well, it's kind of tough because Mm -hmm. we're already down one and now you're leaving, right? So you're putting the team in a tricky situation. In terms of a rescue tool, I don't think it's incredibly effective for doing it in that situation. I will clarify and say it's more so the, okay, I had a teammate maybe get picked 40 to 60 meters away. I'll try and go get them essentially because hopefully you and somebody else are in a safe spot, maybe some high ground. You had a teammate do something dumb and it's like a recovery tactic. It is by no means a foolproof option though, either way in those situations. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, we don't want to look at any ability as well. It's strength is in recovering. That, you know, that's your biggest problem with lifeline. Like that's that's why you don't love playing her sometimes. You're like, her best ability means two of my teammates have to die. You know, that's, that's not a, a very good, uh, mm-hmm. you know, metric of strength or success. So, mm-hmm. you know, caution on saying, well, that's really where the power with Wraith is. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. you said, it comes down to having the positioning in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really want to be using this when you're in a power position. And I think that while other abilities are faster, have more range, are mm-hmm. faster to deploy, um, Wraith's strength is that it's the best at 
keeping the team together when mm -hmm. others are using their ultimates. Mostly, that's going to be Revenant and crypto. Mm -hmm. So legends that are maybe setting up, you want to travel back and forth between different areas. Maybe somebody is sniping, you want them to be able to come and join up with the team while you're pushing. The Wraith portal gives you that option to kind of get in and out of fights over that mm -hmm. 60 seconds, which is quite a long duration. So yeah. that's really where the strength is. And that is a very strategic ability that requires a high degree of team synergy and not only yeah. communication of I'm going to use my portal, but we need to all work together and I'm aware of what you want to do and mm -hmm. what weapons you're using and how mm -hmm. I can maximize that for this fight. Yeah, totally. Well, well said. It's another one that moves the team. And that comes with a lot of communication. And the power of moving a team is that you can play with less mobile characters and move them. And that's kind of an important note. And there's a lot of people that potentially do that at a better level than Wraith with the ult. She just has some unique versatility and the love of the, the word of the day, invincibility that comes with it that people tend to, I think, really, really like for for, I mean, I love being invincible too. It just, I might yeah. just be able to fly through the air in some other ways nowadays, you know? <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. Okay. We got two more tips and then we'll wrap up with team comps. So, flanking is kind of this discussion around Wraith. It's a term that we try to avoid using, honestly, and we just don't like flanking in Apex too much. The sheer risk it poses of isolating yourself or someone uh, from the team is detrimental to a fight at times. If you turn a three on two or three on three into a three on one, three on two, that's not what you want to do. Okay. Henry and I did three on two, two on one basketball drills our entire childhood. So we got this topic nailed down at this point. Okay. The Wraith portal though does allow for one type of flank slash kind of third party and you kind of touched on it that i think is important to note when you're going in with this concept of phalanxing and that's that the whole team can do it at once it isn't this repositioning tool that only hey octane can go stim off because i don't have the ult to go do it myself and take another angle your full team can reposition and fight through an area with you that otherwise you wouldn't have been able to get to so use that portal to get your team to strategic positions you know, if you need to get to the high ground, it's nice to all three of you come out of the portal at once rather than climbing the stairs or climbing up in different ways. And maybe someone gets picked off. Otherwise, you can really help your team close out fights in pretty quick fashion if you can use it to join in a third party at a pretty dang powerful angle as well. So that's kind of the flanking aspect of a tip for Wraith. And then the last one I'll mention because it's going around everywhere because every once in a while. Imperial Hal wins an ALGS game with it. Um, I think in our entire time playing Apex, we've maybe won one game, two, three because of it. But for anyone that's playing that super sweaty ranked lobbies, uh, there are situations in which Wraith will win you that late game heal off and is the only legend that can do so. If for whatever reason that final zone pinwheel shrink down is coming, it's going to close in, the entire map will be in the ring in the zone essentially and everyone will be taking damage wraith can get a slight advantage by activating the portal moving back and forth to get that kind of wiggle and distance going on the port and then at the very last second as the ring starts to close in hit your tactical phase into the zone place the portal and then you go through you have this extra x amount of time before 
you get to start your before the well the other enemy below you or above you is taking damage essentially it will win games occasionally and that's the last little wraith tidbit that we wanted to give on tips for the ult and that really caps off this idea of wow invincibility is strong if this is a game winning ability it's hard to say that about any other legend Mm -hmm. yes this is a very niche example the solution to it is maybe be a little bit more aggressive mm-hmm. um, so that you don't run into this situation but it's important to note that it's still so powerful in a br situation where you're against the ring you're against the mm-hmm. environment you're against other legends you got to use this tool every mm-hmm. way that you can yep so with all those abilities let's talk team comps real quick wraith is versatile She's one that I think can slot into a lot of roles, especially if we're saying that a lot of the power comes from using her guns effectively. And, you know, if you're going to be effective with using your guns, you can use a lot of legends. So Wraith can slide into a lot of spots. At her best, though, I think she's one of those team movers and entry fraggers, essentially. And that takes the power of both the parts of her kit that can help the team. So building a Wraith comp, in my opinion, is all about finding a squad that plays off the portal effectively and can sprinkle some of the vertical mobility in there that she might lack. Um, So my favorite comp for her right now is Wraith plus Gibby plus Valk. So you get that versatility in this comp of strong rotations galore with Wraith and Valk. And then that Wraith portal, I think, combos really well with the Gibraltar bubble. So if you all come through at the end, you place that bubble, you're immediately in a bubble fight on top of each other. Um, And that can be a really aggro way to capitalize on the portal in certain situations. That's the first comp I like. Any thoughts you want to share on something like that? Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to think about, all right, if you're using the portal aggressively to go at a team, this is such a niche like application. Octane's mm-hmm. pad is really, really good at this. And so mm-hmm. how can Wraith be better? It comes back to the idea of agility and just forming yourself to the environment so that you mm-hmm. are either moving around buildings, you're getting angles where people don't really expect you coming. They can't mm-hmm. see you flying through the air. They can't see you maybe below them or above them. Um, and so it's really difficult placement, but this is a great combination. Specifically using the bubble, I think is excellent mm-hmm. at making sure that you're getting good, good placement. Yeah. I mean, you compared it to Octane right there and there's a total pro and con with that as well. Like you do not get to be as aggressive effectively with a Wraith portal. The only difference is if you can keep that team communication high, you can retreat, which not a lot of these other aggro team mobility abilities let you do effectively and so that's something to keep in mind the next comp we got wraith and i got watson in here but essentially watson is the placeholder for any defensive legend which should be noted and bloodhound and so essentially this is that comp kind of a throwback but one that we're seeing a bit of a resurgence of defensive legends right now of how can you get the defensive legend to the end game in an effective position and Wraith is a very strong mover in that way. Um, I think that this comp isn't the strongest storm point comp for how open the map is and that you know, we've been playing it for a while. I wouldn't say that there's just power positions galore on the map. There's definitely some areas, 
but it's definitely not the King's Canyon world's edge where it's like you kind of know exactly where you want to be towards the end of the games. So maybe give this more of a try on world's edge potentially and feel free to swap that Watson for a caustic or a rampart or something, whatever you're more confident with. But I like the bloodhound for being able to say, Hey, that area does look clear. Okay. I'm going to port us there instead of us rotating through the open with some non-mobile legends. Yeah, I think Wraith and the synergy between her tactical and the ultimate really mm-hmm. make her the best at fighting over inches. You yeah. know, Valk is going to get you the distance, you know, totally. you're going to be able to send it, get great positioning. But when Wraith is in a fight, maybe it's a it's a three-way fight, you're trying to escape a third party, the tactical and ultimate allow her to kind of put a pause on the fight and say, I'm going to get us out of this. And that's really cool because you might not be covering a whole lot of distance, but you're going to get to a position that matters and really helps out the entire team. Well said. I mean, we're, we got to wrap it up here now, but you, you really nailed it there. The synergy between that ult and tactical is a huge part of figuring out how to play Wraith effectively. But overall, she's just a cool legend, I think. I think it's fair to enjoy her, and I think it's fair to not have a ton of fun playing her as well. But the last OG, one of the most popular legends to ever touch, Apex, that's how we think you master her. So any other final thoughts to throw in on our girl, Wraith? (laughs) No, she's an excellent legend, definitely worth giving a shot. I think that if you can be smart, and mature as a rate, mm-hmm. there's a lot of potential of just being able to master the gunplay, get a lot of reps in, and there's a there's a high ceiling in what can be achieved with Wraith, even though mm-hmm. maybe she doesn't have all the new shiny tools like mm-hmm. some of the new legends. Um, sometimes invincibility is enough. Yeah, sometimes invincibility will uh, will win out for you. I mean, we've both played our fair share of Super Mario, so uh, who, right. who knows? Yeah. Okay, we got a five star question though for this show coming in from Fat Boy Nine Hundred Nine Jerry. Question is, hey guys, I love the podcast and can't wait to listen to the next one. But my question is, if you guys had an idea for Pathfinder's passive, what would it be? I had an idea that when he's on a zip line, he can jump on it an infinite amount of times, like we were able to a couple seasons back. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Fun one. Probably our most asked question. Pathfinder passive. Of all what time. do you think it should probably, be? Mm-hmm. I, probably. So thank you for the question. That's one we always like to talk about. Um, you know, we were just talking about kind of changes uh, this season. This was one that we were expecting this season, last mm-hmm. season, sometime. Yeah. Um, for a it while. It doesn't have to be crazy. It just needs to be unique. Like, Sure. A zipline based passive is fine. Faster. I think you know, that's the other one we get anything. a lot. Mm-hmm. You could have a passive scope for scouting. It, that would be enough. It doesn't have to add a significant amount of power because Pathfinder doesn't need it. Just needs the unique kit. I think you could even play on the idea that he's a robot. How do mm-hmm. syringes work? You know, yeah. how do med kits work? Maybe you give them 20% more health on a syringe, which would be nothing and meaningless but it'd be cool and it'd be unique and it might Mm -hmm. make the difference sometime so it really we can talk about it again we've talked about it at length (laughs) before but it really can be anything it just has to be unique to pathy i think cutting zip lines is that one that's talked about a lot that would be the passive that could be added that might actually give a little bit of power 
And it if you're, it, it would change some things, especially if you could cut non-launched zip lines. Like that would be hilarious. I could imagine taking a long zip line and then all of a sudden it's cut and I've fallen off the map. Like that would be yep. pretty dang funny. So I, I think there's, a, but the point is, I think there's something that we just want with Pathfinder's passive. We're huge fans over here at the third party been on the cover art forever uh an og main of mine and one that i always go back to once in a while so yeah a passive would be appreciated uh, occasionally that would be great <laughs> yeah this will probably be revisited next week i think we might be uh doing some of that conversation so we'll tease you there yeah that's gonna wrap it up this is gonna wrap it up though thank you to our producer of the third party 10 who supports us over on patreon subscribe and apple pods drop a follow on spotify leave a five-star review with your question we'll answer on our next episode follow us on instagram and twitter at third party pod and check out the discord via the link in the description thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast we'll catch you next time peace hey now another squad coming in boom whole squad down Hey, brother, not